Hello, hello, and welcome back to Drew and Mikey's Scary Cemetery. Oh, fuck, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to turn Discord off. <clears throat> okay. Hello, and welcome back to Drew and Mikey's Scary Cemetery. Before we begin, I just wanted to mention, I thought this title was great. And when I was looking at our preferences, if you will, a different podcast came up of Drew and Mike's something what is it it's drew and mike's yes i saw that when i was looking i was like who are these imposters even though they're first it doesn't uh, matter i just thought it was funny so yeah i saw that too and <laughs> now i i didn't i don't think i looked at it but was it uh it, it wasn't horror related was it? now that would be crazy if it was horror related no it's not horror related it's the drew and mike show rocking the detroit airwaves so oh. <laughs> it's not easily confused with us but i just thought it was funny that there was a alternate universe where yep we are in detroit rocking the absolutely. airwaves Ew. absolutely best of luck to them um but here we are with episode two which i would like to call dead tone why am i calling it dead tone drew probably because you're off your meds or oh oh no this is the uh this is the episode about killer calls is that what we're doing here First of all, my hormonal imbalance is not anything to joke about, Drew. Second of all... Delete the episode. Delete it now. (laughs) Um, We are talking about the horror films that have stemmed from or have been inspired or involve a phone call that usually leads to death. Yes. So before we actually get into that, I know we had our last episode about a week and a half, week ago. we talked about the movies you were watching. It's still October. It's still spooky season. So has there been any uh, new watches for you? Anything worth noting? Uh, I've had a lot of watches this week. I don't know how many of them are worth noting, but I actually, I really kind of hit it pretty hard this week. I didn't realize till I was listing the movies that I watched. And, uh, but, okay. So I'll talk about a few of mine. And then I know, you, I know you've had a, a, an eventful week also. So I'll quickly run through the list that I've, wa- that I've watched since our last episode, and I'm shocked that it's this many. Some of these movies are good. Many of them I've seen before. Some I haven't. Some are you going to list them or are you going to talk about them? Some of them are not. Well, I'll list them first, then I'll let you list yours, and then we'll, uh, and then we'll go ahead and... Well, I was going to say, as you list them, give us a yay or a nay. No, that's too close for radio waves. Give us a... Uh, thumbs up, thumbs down. Yeah. I mean, I wish it could be more visual, but yeah. we got what we got. Give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down. All right. So here's how we'll do it. Some of these aren't as simple as a thumbs up, thumbs down, but we'll, yeah, that's fine. So I watched House of Usher. Second time I've seen it. I watched it. Uh, actually, I think it's the third time I've seen it. I don't want to do this, but I got to say thumbs down. I, I actually liked it the first two times. Didn't like it this time. I'm going to go thumbs down. I watched As Above, So Below. That was the first time I had ever seen it. I'm going to go thumbs up on that one. I watched a movie called Pumpkins, and it's on Tubi. It's a very, very independent movie, and it's unintentionally hilarious. And so I'm definitely going thumbs up on Pumpkins. I watched Resident Evil for the first time. It's old. It's been out for a long time, but that's the first time I've seen it. If I had to go up or down, I guess I would say thumbs down, even though I'm actually pretty much neutral on it. I watched Halloween H2O, seen it before. I enjoyed it. It's 
you know, we've talked before about how many bad sequels to the Halloween series there are, but that's one of the good ones. I got to go thumbs up on that one. We also, as a group watch, did When a Killer Calls, which was on Tubi. And, you know, I think I'm kind of partial to the Tubi movies. And while it had some issues, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go thumbs up on that one. Just last night, I watched the classic 1922 Nosferatu. And I don't think I could ever get away with having a horror podcast and giving it a thumbs down. So I'm going to say thumbs up and it actually, it actually is worth it. I actually want to discuss that one later. And I, I, I tried to get into a lot of the classic universal monsters and, and some old black and white horror. So I also watched the Wolfman from 1941, the old dark house, the invisible man, and all three of those are thumbs up. Those are just classic. They're not all universal, but they're all just classic black and white horror. And one last movie that I watched, and you were there for this, was the WNUF Halloween special, which is its own delightful blend of ridiculousness, and it's absolutely a thumbs up. So what did you watch? Well, uh, I know that I mentioned my to-be list that I'll go through in a minute, but to talk about movies that I watched that are outside that list, like you said, the WNUF Halloween special is my second time watching it. I loved it. Um, the first time I watched it, I thought there were some commercials that repeated that probably should have been left out, like the carpet one. But watching it a second time, I didn't have that annoyance, if you will. Um, mm -hmm. I thought it was way better the second time. And it was a lot of fun to watch it with our, our Discord friends and, you know, making memes out of Shadow. It was just, it was, it was a good time. It's very similar to the um, European film from the 80s that, scared everybody called ghost watch um, mm -hmm. but it's in the same vein um we also saw the old dark house which that was cool uh, i don't think you said that one but we watched that one um yeah i listed that on my and i listed three or four black and white ones in a row i just gave them all a, um, an overall thumbs up so i enjoyed that one <laughs> uh so since last time on my to be list i saw uh even lambs have teeth which <laughs> what a I'll great come, name. I know. I'll <laughs> come back to, but that's actually one of my favorites on this list. Transylvania, six, five thousand, Midnight Devils, Dude Bro Party Massacre, Let Her Out, The Possession of Michael Keane, and When a Killer Calls, which is actually what stemmed this episode, because we watched that. It's on my list, but we watched it as a group watch. Um, but before we actually get into that, because that's probably going to be the main topic of the show the possession of michael king was very scary i actually got it confused because i don't know if you remember the after dark horror film festival that they put in theaters i think it was the amc theaters and it was called eight films to die for and there was a movie on there called the many deaths of ian stone i don't know what was wrong with me i thought this was that movie and I remember seeing the commercial and being like, oh, I should watch that, and never did. So I saw The Possession of Michael King, and I was like, that's that movie. And it wasn't, but I saw it on just an impulse thinking that it was the movie that it wasn't, but it was actually really scary. And it's about a skeptic that loses his wife, and he basically goes on a mission to prove that the supernatural is real, so he goes and, oh, and Watching this, I was like, there is no way Drew is going to watch this with a volume on because <laughs> there is a lot of demon summoning because he's just doing everything he can to get proof. And let's just say he gets proof. Um, 
Wow. But it was super frightening. Really, really good. I also saw the first episode of Hulu's Monsterland. Is that what it's called? Yep. Did you watch that? I watched about half of that episode, and I honestly didn't give it enough time for me to uh, to judge whether I liked it or not. What did you think about it? I did not like it. Um, okay. I well, it's it's not that I didn't like it. It was just hard for me to watch because, as you and I have discussed, and it actually goes into the main movie. Um, I don't like when toddlers are like in peril. Oh yeah. And I know, and when a killer calls, kids die. There's like oh, four yeah. kids that die. Um, <laughs> but what we talked about is when a killer calls was indie, cheesy, B mm. horror movie fun. So it wasn't as impactful. But Monsterland, even though the child doesn't die, it's just you know there's a toddler's body floating in the water after she gets hit by her dad, and mm-hmm. the yeah, whole. The whole movie, there's a, a dread of no one wants this toddler around. It was just really sad, and I didn't like that. Um, it did have not, a feeling that way that sort of, I guess there's probably a reason I didn't finish, because uh, I, 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 it, it does have that, have that sort of dreadful feeling. And, and I will also say that uh, I'm, I'm in New Orleans, for those who don't know. I'm all around the accent. I know the accent. I hear it. I've lived here for two years now. I'm, I'm almost getting used to it. But the that show takes place south of here. And I, I believe it takes place in a place called Grand Isle or somewhere around there, if I remember. And the accents are just so awful. It's, it's, so, it's so horrible to me how Hollywood can't figure out backwoods Louisiana accents. <laughs> <laughs> They're not as bad as they were on the show. And that part of that just made me cringe a little bit and yes the uh the the, the peril of the of the child and and the dad uh, icky very icky anyway proceed sir <laughs> well it ends very icky for the poor oh. kid and so you probably don't want to finish it but oh. for our listeners who may not know we've talked about this before we are both dads and while there's a difference in like b horror movie you know a kid happens to mm-hmm meet their fate of you know at the hands of a monster mm-hmm. it's different whenever it seems real and it's it, and i it's just like sometimes there's that ugly feeling that this is a little too real um and you know i i just it's something that i don't really well it's it's a great point because we watch horror not because we enjoy seeing horrible things happen in real life to real people or anything like that it's escapism you're watching it and you know that it's uh it's this is this is fun this is when i watch a movie and i know that i've read i've read articles about the difference in in the actual physical and chemical reaction in people when they watch movies when they watch scary movies why some people say i hate them i won't watch them you guys are sick for watching them and i and i sort of understand after having read that that when i watch a movie I can't not see the set and the design and the production and the practical effects and all that stuff. I just can't not see those things. I, I always sort of imagine that. And I think how fun it would be to be on the set like that. And of course, I, I love to read the books, the behind the scene, you know, books on, on particularly horror movies like Bruce Campbell's book, or he's got a couple of books that are really good where he goes into how much fun and how awful, but also how, how hilarious it was when they were making the Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2. And, uh, you know, I read, the, I read the book about the making of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And it's just, to me, I'm always in the mindset of what's happening on set. 
And there are certain movies where they almost do their best to try to make you forget that. And when they do, and you combine that with sort of a too real feeling, like maybe the, well, kids being in danger. It just, if it gets too real and, I'm, and it's not enjoyable, that's, that's just, it's not for me. When we watched When a Killer Calls, it didn't have that. Yes, they were capping children left and right like it was going out of style, but it somehow just didn't feel real. And, and also, we'll talk about it when we get to the movie, they really didn't dwell on the kids. They didn't, they didn't you know, broadcast their hopes and dreams and yeah. then snatch them from you in order to torment you as a viewer. So, so I, I think it's an excellent point. And yes, it, it's, it's, it all sort of depends on how it's done. Is there a train by you by any chance? <laughs> Every time we do this, this train goes by. I'm telling you, no train for two weeks. And then they're like, ah, well, they're doing the podcast. Let's, let's drive by and pull the horn thing a bunch of times. Whatever you call that thing. It's okay. It's very thematic. I love it. <laughs> um, but about, yeah, on the same topic, just one note real fast. Um, did you ever watch Clown? I did not. Okay, so Clown is literally, as you say, capping kids left and right. But again, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't really impact me as much um, because it has like a silly tone. But yeah, but yeah you know, um, so speaking of children... Can you give me some insight in how you were in high school? Wow. How was I in high school? Well, I was a, I was one of those in-between kids. You know, I was a, I was a movie watcher. Right? Yep. I was a First reader. of all, I, I try not to interrupt you, but WTF is an in-between kid. <laughs> WTF. <laughs> well, yes. I am, when I say in between, <laughs> when I say in between, so there, there are two, there's a full ratio, right? So you've got, you got losers on one end, right? You know, stoners or whatever you want to call them. I don't know, you know, I wouldn't have called them that. But the people on the other end of the spectrum would have, you know, you have your popular people and all that kind of stuff. And so I was never a, uh, a popular person. I was, uh, I, when I say in between, I mean, I was one of those one of those kids who just, you know, I had my little circle of friends, but, uh, but I didn't, I didn't go and do the, the party scene or any of that stuff, but I got invited to the party scene. So I wasn't on the other end either with those freaks. You know what I mean? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding to all the freaks out there. I know you, you make up 94% of our audience and I would never insult you like that ever. Yes. Out of the seven people we have listening, <laughs> you are six, the, six, six of them. and a half of them are, are freaks. And uh, we're mutants, right? So no. Uh, so when you ask me what was I like as as a high, and I'm imagining high school, that's how it was. You know, we had our small small circle of friends. We watched, um, you know, we watched Joe Bob doing Monster Vision. Monster Vision. We watched Dinner in a Movie. Um, that's what we did, and we read a lot of books. I don't I don't know if people read books like that these days. We we, we tore through a lot of books, and they were all on actual paper. Okay, so if we were going to be just casting you in a teen horror film, because mm -hmm. these killer movies, these killer phone call movies, typically are all teenage movies, mm -hmm. um, we could probably place you in about maybe like the Randy type character. Was there a character in When a Killer Calls named Randy? No, Randy from Scream. Oh, Randy from Scream. Sure, I would take that. I could okay. take that. I'd probably be a, an extra in the background, but uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, I could take that. <laughs> okay, that, that would be fitting. Okay, 
Um, I don't know who I would be. I was just trying to, to kind of cast her. I figured it'd be fun to talk about these teen movies and then figure out who we would be in a teen movie. Um, I ask you because these movies that involve phone calls and slashing and teenagers, what makes them scary is that for our generation, we didn't really have cell phones. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there wasn't like, let me call the police right now, because all you'd have to do is cut the phone line and then we're SOL. Right. Um, so going back to the movies that fall in this category, I think the oldest one it would be Black Christmas, the yep. original one. Definitely. Um, that movie still freaks me out. That's one that I can watch every year. It's a freaky movie. It's got a freaky tone to it. It's got some sound effects to it that that I, I've never really heard a lot of people point out the sound effects, but it makes it worse. And 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 I don't want to spoil anything about that movie. I, I try to avoid spoilers on a lot of things. That movie is is rewatchable. Yes. Um. And uh, and I and I will tell you there is so when a killer you know when the killer calls on that he's extremely he's different because he's extremely profane, right? He's saying horrible things, right? It's not just, you know, silence on the phone or... or yeah, just, I mean, it. like, I, I think that I can handle a lot. You know, I, I know you're a goody two-shoes, so I'll restrain myself on the podcast, <laughs> but my mouth is very colorful. But when I watch that movie, some of the things he says, it just, it's something inside of me just feels so uneasy. And that's kind of what starts the horror in the movie. It's not, you know, a stalker or killing or gore. It's those phone calls that you're like, Mm -hmm. what is this guy? Like what's in his mind that's making him contact this girl or girls. Yeah. He's pretty awful because it's, it's a sorority house and you know, I think it would be one thing if he called a, a frat house and was like, bro, and saying stuff like that. But he's calling a sorority house, and, uh, and it's, it's really awful what he's saying. And he's saying things that would – he's saying awful things. Like and what? so there's, there's one <laughs> – well, uh, <laughs> at the top of my list here, he says <laughs> – and so there's one, there's one <laughs> I knew you particular – <laughs> there's one particular girl, um, lady, uh, Margot Kidder. She's in the movie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, she gives right back, right? She, she gets on the phone and I can't remember exactly her quotes or anything, but, you know, she just, you know, shoots right back at it. I think one of them is find a socket and lick it or something like that. <laughs> maybe, maybe, that'll, maybe that'll give you a charge. I think that's one of her. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And she's, she's kind of always plays that, you know, she's Lois Lane, right? So she always has that spunky sort of character and stuff. And so when she does that, it's almost like a take charge moment and stuff. But, uh, but, but when it's just without that sort of right back at you guy, without that kind of thing, it's really is unsettling to, to, because if you put yourself in that moment, if you put yourself as this is sorority house and we're here to hang out and have a good time, whatever it may be. And someone is actually legitimately calling to freak us out. It's, it's, it's a freaky concept. I mean, it really is. I mean, obviously they, they, they run with it in, in later movies, scream and whatnot that we'll talk about, but it's, it's a very unsettling thing. Yeah, I love that movie. Um, part of, you know, I, I'm, I'm not really like a big going out type person. So like when it comes to Christmas, other than like family Christmas dinners, I used to love just like drinking a whole bottle of wine and watching that movie like 
That sounds like a really good Christmas tradition. <laughs> Thanks. I thought it was kind of sad, but um... oh, that's that's yeah, that's what I meant. Uh, um, uh, what I meant is, call me next time, and you won't have to be sad and drink the whole bottle and exactly like Christmas. Um, yeah, that's that's probably where I should have gone with that, rather than man, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah, that sounds awesome. <laughs> Screws Christmas dinner. Um, <laughs> I know what I'm doing after midnight mass. Um, but uh, moving on from that, I think at least in my timeline. The next movie that comes is going to be When a Stranger Calls, which, side note, we talked about this a little bit last episode, but you mentioned Abraham Lincoln Vampire Killer, but then at Redbox you saw Abraham Lincoln, like, what was it, Zombie Slayer or something? Yeah, something like that, whatever the uh, knockoff title is. Yeah, so I don't know if I actually mentioned it, but those knockoffs are usually all from a company called The Asylum, um, like when Snakes on a Plane came out, they came out with Snakes on a Train. Like they they always just kind of piggyback off what's already there. So mm-hmm. this, um, the movie that we saw together, When the Killer Calls, is the Asylum version of When a Stranger Calls. Um, but we'll get to that later. So When a Stranger Calls, I forgot her name, the funny actress from uh, Kimmy Schmidt, um, with that that unique, distinct voice. Mm-hmm. I remember, I remember when I saw this movie. I don't know if you remember, back when VHSs were sold, Walmart used to have a bin of like $3 movies. Mm-hmm. And there's two that I remember getting on my own. I got When a Stranger Calls, and I got this one called um, Sleepy Hollow High. I still have it. I probably need to watch it again. I don't remember what it was, what it was about. <laughs> um, but When a Stranger Calls, probably the most terrified I've ever been in my room watching a movie. for Really? For 15 minutes. Um, so the way it happened was I got home, I had one of those two in one combos where it was a TV with a VCR built into it. Those were the best. Yeah. And I started watching it and I'm assuming you've seen the original When a Stranger Calls. Okay. So this was where I was going to have my deep, dark confession. And I was going to (gasps) tell you, I never saw When a Stranger Calls, but why, (sighs) why do I even need to now that I've seen the glory of When a Killer Calls? Because I don't know if it's going to be just as impactful, but when a stranger calls, the first fifteen minutes of that movie is probably like one of the top most terrifying scenes in any movie. Well, now um, that you've said that, I definitely have to watch it. But there's a downside. So Uh-oh. after that fifteen minutes is over, <laughs> I turned it off because I was like, "Not today." <laughs> I can't say it because you're on the podcast. But I said, "Bleep this." I'm not watching the rest of this tonight. I'm going to bed. So now just to paint the scene, did you speak that out loud to nobody in particular? Because that would be really funny. Oh, yeah. I talk to myself all the time. All right, sweet. <clears throat> no problem, yeah, I'm a huge fan of myself. Um, so I turned it off. I went to bed. Well, I tried to go to bed, had some trouble. When I woke up the next morning, I finished the movie and the rest of the movie sucks. The rest of the movie, it turns into like some crime detective trying to figure out who the killer is. And it's not scary anymore at all. Um, does that movie have Jason Statham in it? Is he, is he the killer? Uh, is he the stranger that calls? Is that a joke? No, I've seen a movie uh, with him where he calls and he's a killer, but that's probably called Cell or something. I don't know. Whatever it was, it wasn't highly, uh, it wasn't something I remember. <laughs> very I don't know if that was an attempt at a joke, but... No, I'm not. I'm, I'm, at, <laughs> I'm telling you, there's a, there's a movie with Jason Statham where he called. Oh, it's called Cellular. When was that made? Yeah, no, that was made in 2000. And it's not a horror movie. It's a cry. Yeah, 2004. It's called Cellular. 
And uh, so Jason Statham calls. Kim Bassinger is the one who takes the phone call. And okay. Nope, different movies. But I well, did watch that one. <laughs> I would just like you to know the reason why your statement was so far-fetched is because when A Stranger Calls came out in 1979 and Jason Statham was born in 1967, so he would probably have been 12? Yeah, he would have not been a very <laughs> intimidating... Okay, I didn't realize when A Stranger Calls was that old. All right, I thought it was something from like the 90s or something. Nope, 1979. Um, okay. But... Oh, never mind. I'll tell you later. Um, okay. so, uh, so, yeah. So, rest of the movie sucks. Have you seen the remake? Nope. Okay. Definitely well, the, the remake sucks, too. But the remake, what they tried to do, their heart was in a good place. They basically just took the first 15 minutes of the original one and expanded it to a whole movie. Oh. Um, uh, so, yeah. So, the, so, they must have agreed with you that the... I don't know how long the movie is, but the last hour and 30 minutes were terrible. So let's, let's take what worked on the first one and let's, let's expand that. Probably. I mean, obviously it didn't work because you said it sucked, but, uh, but at least, you know, they, they, at least you're sort of justified in saying what you said. So. Yeah. I mean, I was excited to watch it because that's what, that was my understanding was, Oh, it's just an extended version of the first part, but just didn't have the same effect. Um, Mm -hmm. Now moving forward. I don't think I can think of any movies from the 80s that have killer... Oh, 976 Evil. Um, It's not really the same concept, though. Can you think of any killer phone call movies from the 80s? From the 80s? No, I don't think so. That trend really, really kicked off in the 90s. I mean, they weren't the first, but but no, I I don't think so. I'm sure they're out there. I mean, I'm sure it was Mm -hmm. done, but it probably wasn't the focus of the movie. Yeah, I don't think there's any from the 80s. And no, there's just real murder from the 80s about the Golden State Killer. Um, so Lame. Yeah. So 80s took a break from killer phone calls and went on to demons and gore and slashing woods and whatever. Mm-hmm. Now we get to the 90s, which obviously we get to Scrim. Yes. And... I had a hard time. I don't know why I wasn't really too fond of Scream. Like, I loved it when I saw it, but then, like, everybody else started talking about how, like, magical it was, and I was like, uh, it was okay. But mm-hmm. now to actually listen to people talk about it and to describe, like, why it's so great, I'm like, okay, yeah, it's pretty cool. Scream, Scream was great because it put voice to the, the meta movement, and so, of course, it was Wes Craven, and I... I don't want to get the time wrong, but I'm, but Wes Craven really was the first person who openly was, was, was trying to create meta horror. And of course, I'm, I'm assuming everybody knows that term meta horror, but it's, it's very self-aware. It's very, you know, they, he started with, in my opinion, one of the best Nightmare on Elm Street movies, which was Wes Craven's New Nightmare, mm-hmm. which, which was very, very meta. And it has nothing to do with, strangers calling or anything but but what was wonderful about scream was what it picked it picked up where Wes craven's new nightmare left off and it just went full-fledged with it so so there really was a magic to it and and you know not to get too off topic but when when a horror movie shows me that it recognizes its own ridiculousness i just love it so much more 
I'm such a huge fan of of the. I, I like all the Friday the Thirteenth movies. There are some bad ones, but even the bad ones, I still I'll still watch. But the my favorite one, or pretty close to my favorite one, is the one called Jason Lives. And the reason is because it's so ridiculously meta. There's it's so over the top wink wink about what we're doing and we know how ridiculous this is i mean the characters break the fourth wall and so that sort of that sort of attitude toward like listen we know that we've made this movie five times before but we're gonna laugh with you as we make it again and and you're gonna pay and watch this thing again i love it and so with wes craven's new nightmare that came out and they, you know, that movie's not funny at all. It's, it's, it's less funny than any other of the, of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies because you know, Freddy's a wisecracking killer, right? But on that one, he's not because it's not Freddy. It's, you know, it's this whole thing where all the actors from the movie are now in an actual horror movie and it tries to go very, very meta with it. And so, and so it, it just did some really, really creative things that were really groundbreaking. And then after Wes Craven made that, I believe his next movie was Scream. And Scream comes out from the jump and, you know, you, it, it starts with a bang, but you have this character that is just going to, it's just going to explain all the rules. And, and by rules, what it actually is, is all these cliches that all the movies have followed all this time. He's, you know, nobody sat down and wrote all these rules, but they were there. You, you know, it's just like when you're watching a crime movie or a crime TV show. And they pick up somebody in the first 15 minutes. You're like, no, that's not the guy. I already know because, you know, it's going to be 45 minutes past the hour. And that, that person that they find, he's going to be the one, you know, or, or something like that. It's not going to be this guy. You know, they follow like three red herrings first, right? So it's just these things that there's no rules to it, but you just know because you've seen it so many times. And so the same thing happened with horror. And Wes Craven came out and was like, look, I'm going to show you guys that we have all these cliches. We have all these things that are just ridiculous. And now I'm going to have a character that explains it to you. And, and as a set of rules. And of course they have a fantastic, you know, phone call section, you know, phone call part portion of that movie, which is terrifying. Oh yeah. The whole beginning with Drew Barrymore. And, you know, we talk about movies that do gimmicks like Blair Witch Project's whole promotion about um, basically the fake documentaries that came out before the movie. So everybody thought it was real. Mm-hmm. Um, Scream did one very subtly in which they made it seem like Drew Barrymore was the main girl. And then she dies in the first 10 minutes. So such a cool um, thing. Yeah. And honestly, just, eh, well, no, it's too short to have its own segment. But movies that also did that, obviously Psycho. But um, I was pretty mm-hmm. surprised. Uh, I don't know if you've seen um, is it Horror Hotel? Yes. In Horror Ho- Hotel, yes. Yeah. So they did that too. And I was like, oh, look, hmm, it came before Scream because it was black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Scream is a classic. And I've actually been itching to see it. I just have to get my movies out of storage. Um, a movie that just recently came out that did that same thing, <laughs> and they they did it so ridiculous was was the hunt. Did you watch the hunt? Yes, uh, yes, because they kept replacing the characters. <laughs> it did it over and over again. <laughs> well, I guess movie. it's not her. I guess it's not her. <laughs> right. it's, you know, so you sort of have these. Uh, you have a time frame in your head that if a character lasts this long, <laughs> he's yeah. going to be the main character, and so. I don't know how long it takes, but the first one, as soon as you're pretty sure this is the main character, dies. And then they do it again. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay, you fooled me. So then they bring yeah. another one in. And, and they, even do, they even they bring did. in a famous actress. Right. So they did it three or four times. And finally, I was like, okay, this movie has no rules, and I love it. <laughs> that movie was great, by the way. Yeah, it was so good. I really, really liked it. 
Um, I don't know if everybody saw it. I, I, I feel like because of the uh, COVID lockdowns that it, it didn't get the play that it should have, but I really, really like that movie. Well, actually, I think it was the political stuff that got it out of theaters. Um, but Oh, really? Yeah, because I think someone basically just coined it as a movie where Democrats kill Republicans, which <laughs> if you watch it, it's much more than that. And you end up not even knowing like... Yeah, they, they stay very, very politically neutral if you watch yeah. the movie. Yeah, it's super good. Um, really good. But yeah, no, Scream was great. And, you know, also a big part of that was Kevin Williamson's script. I think I pronounced mm-hmm. his last name wrong, but whatever. Um, I think you're right. <laughs> the script was great. You know, the writing, the dialogue, like, just top-notch. Like, it's yes. a classic. We're all going to accept it. Every time yep. I see someone try to bash it or Nev Campbell, I just roll my eyes and I'm like, sure. Um, yeah. But I think that's the biggest last one. Um, I don't think there's been any more, but just a couple of honorable mentions is there's a film called Dead Tone, which I really enjoyed. Early 2000s, I believe. And um, that movie was the first movie that included, for me anyways, not a main character, but like the side character. Uh, One of them was gay and they didn't bat an eyelid to it. It just was a normal type of friendship because sometimes people just have gay friends. Um, so that was really cool to see for me. One missed call, the Asian horror film scared the crap out of me. Of course, The Ring, that involved this killer phone call. And it's funny because I'm thinking about these things, these movies, and like these movies that involve killer phone calls are actually pretty scary. Our main instinct, because of the way we grew up, isn't I have the world at my fingertips with this phone. We know what it's like to be disconnected from the world sometimes. Right. And I think that is what these movies play off of um, in terms of what we fear. Yeah, it's, it's a scary concept. And uh, it's, it's, you know, unfortunately people have used the concept to terrify people in real life. And, uh, and so, I mean, I've, I've known a, a few instances of, of things where someone in real life has done it and you never know. I mean, if, if that were to happen and someone to call you, and and threaten you you know i'm watching you or whatever whatever crazy stuff they do on the movie you wouldn't know it it would be an absolutely terrifying thing i mean um uh, don't mess with people's feelings like that but uh you know uh, art imitates life unfortunately sometimes life imitates art and so uh so no it's an absolutely terrifying thing that would happen and uh and you know you mentioned a couple of honorable mentions so one of them that i would mention it's not a horror movie but it's called phone booth and I don't remember what year it came out, around 2000 or maybe 98 or 99, something, but it's got Colin Farrell. Did you ever see that one? Um, I remember the commercials, but I don't think I ever saw it. Mm-hmm. I, I think that was the movie that made me a, a really big Colin Farrell fan. Um, I, I am a big Colin Farrell fan. Like I said, it's not a horror movie, but it would actually be absolutely horrifying if it happened. And uh, and so it, it's got a similar concept where he's trapped in the phone booth and the, and the guy's basically you know he's basically got a rifle and it's gonna he's kill a sniper anybody. right yeah he's got a sniper rifle and he's he's you know i think to prove to prove that he's serious he kills one person and it's basically got him there making demands and he wants him to call and confess to his wife and he wants him to do these other things and it's it's i i enjoyed that one so but yeah no it's it's it it is a very very terrifying concept that's why i think it probably translates well to movies when it happens, because you can put yourself in that spot and, and, and actually sort of feel that, that terror and that what if. It, I looked it up. It came out in 2002. So if I did, it would have been quite a while ago. I can't yeah. That's 18 years ago. Where has the time gone? Ugh. 
Um, I read this thing today. I don't know where I read it, but uh, somebody was talking about how when you're older, when, as the older you get, the more time passes or the faster time passes. Oh, yes. I remember what I remember what it was. Time passes faster when you're older because you're less caught up on rituals and uh, and, and so things become more commonplace. And and that's that's terrifying to me because I because you're right. It's it's 2020, and I'm about to be 40. You know, not right around <laughs> the corner. I got a few years, but I'm 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 in my late 30s now, and I'm going. Wait a minute, but I would I, I'll do, you know if I have to start getting caught up on on rituals again or whatever it is, I just want to slow down and, and enjoy life sometimes. You know, I was, I was talking to you the other day about how when I'm watching movies, I'm really trying to not get caught up in the new craze of have your phone out while you're watching the movie. And so I'm really trying to do this thing. Now, sometimes we do these these watches on the Discord servers where, of course, we're, we're posting comments. And so I'm going to have my phone and, and we're going to make comments and stuff. But even when I do that, even when we watch Joe Bob, and you know when we do that it still sort of takes away from the enjoyment so what i'm really focusing on and trying to do is i'm trying to put the phone away even if i mean well just turn it off and focus fully on the movie and so uh so that i can sort of slow down a little bit and actually enjoy things again because this isn't the uh, this isn't i don't know if there's any horror movies about this but to me that's absolutely terrifying it's just how fast life is flying past us. And that's a complete rabbit trail that you didn't ask for, but you just said it's 2020. And uh, <laughs> my God, where did the time go? Well, I mean, life is its own horror movie, but your, the article or the study you cited did ring a bell because I did hear, I, I didn't hear exactly about the ritual part, but I did read that um, children process time a lot slower than adults and it made sense to me because when I was a kid, my dad lived two hours away on a coastal city, and a um, couple of we every other couple of weeks I would go and I would go visit him, and I remember those drives used to be so annoying and long, and I didn't know what to do with myself for those two hours. Now I go to that coastal city for a day trip and back, and I have no issues. <laughs> yeah, right, absolutely. And school felt like it was an eternity every single day. Oh, yeah. When I was dead. I mean, just see you next month, mom, you know, when I'm. <laughs> <laughs> so I know we sort of went over a few of the movies that we talked, uh, that we have watched since our last episode. And so I sort of gave them all a, a thumbs up or thumbs down, but there were a couple of them that I wanted to just, just dive a little deeper in. And, uh, and so I figured we could, we could take a moment and do that. So, so I wanted to talk about one movie and it was called Pumpkins on Tubi. You haven't, have, you haven't seen that, have you? I haven't, but I'm glad you brought it up because after I made my list, I tried to include as many Halloween-themed indie films as I could. After mm -hmm. I made my list and started watching some, Tubi was like, oh, by the way, there's this movie you might have been interested in. And I was like, thanks, Tubi, for telling me after I created my list. <laughs> right. So Pumpkins, uh, I, <laughs> I have to recommend Pumpkins. And... It's not good, so let me just clarify that. I don't want anybody uh, leaving us comments. Well, you, you said you would recommend pumpkins. You said it was good, but it was terrible. Yes, it is. It is terrible, uh, but it's hilarious in, in the sense that I don't. I actually couldn't tell if they were trying to be hilarious or not, and that's that's what kept me going. So here's the story with pumpkins. There's a old guy with a pumpkin patch, 
And apparently these pumpkins are just the apple of his eye. He just loves these pumpkins. And then there's these, and they're British too, which always makes it different for me. <laughs> Can't quite tell. It's poorly acted. But the, so the guy goes out and he's just dotes on his pumpkins and he's smiling over them. And so he walks out and of course it's cheaply filmed and there's these two guys and they're like hiding in the grass, you know, where he can't see. And the one guy's talking, they don't even give any reasons. I don't even think they give any reasons. The one guy's talking about why he can't stay an old man, whatever, you know, he just thinks he's better than us with the, him with those pumpkins. I don't, I have no idea. I, I watched the movie. I have no idea why they were mad at him. And so they start throwing things and he just gets so furious and, and the way he expresses his anger I'm just dying already. I'm, I'm, it's hysterical because I thought it was a horror movie. So he's mad. And so they leave. And, uh, and, and so then they're hatching their master plan, right? He's like, I'm going to get old man. I don't even know if his name was Marley, but I'm going to call him Marley. I'm going to get old man Marley. And so they go and they have this horrible prank that they're supposed to do. And if you read the, if you read the description of the movie, they say, after a horrible prank gone wrong, <laughs> here's the prank. <laughs> The old man gets up the next morning and he walks out and he screams, my pumpkins. And then when the camera pans over and you see what's happened, they've written and drawn with like dry erase marker on, on his pumpkins. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's the prank. Like, I, I mean, that's you, vandalism. Those hooligans. Those kids need to learn better. And by the way, when I say kids, they were actually like in their 30s. So I don't, I don't know if they're supposed to be playing teenagers or what. So he sees, <laughs> he sees that the pumpkins have been drawn on with sort of semi-magic marker. And he has a heart attack and dies. And he falls next to the pumpkins and rises again as a, as a demon pumpkin who actually looks pretty cool. He actually has a pretty cool mask. Um, I think I've seen that mask before. I think I wore it once for Halloween and my wife told me not to wear it because it was too scary and she was right. But anyway, so he, he gets his vengeance on other people, not those two guys, but he just gets his vengeance on people. And it's, it is pretty hilarious. The, there actually are a couple of pretty decent gory scenes at the, right, where they tried to do some practical effects. But for the most part, his, his posture is not very good. He's, <laughs> he stands there and they all act afraid and, and run. And he, 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 I don't think he really could walk very fast because they don't really have him chasing anybody. And he basically is wearing a blue suit like, like Michael Myers with a pumpkin face thing. And so he'll pick people up with one hand and stab them. And it, he acts exactly like Michael Myers would act. And it's, it's pretty hilarious. And I'm just glad I watched it, even though it's awful. And so again, let me reiterate, it is an awful movie, but one that I would recommend. So, so there you go. There's my little spotlight that I, that I wanted to shine on uh, on pumpkins and i also just wanted to give a little bit of love to the wnuf halloween special because you mentioned it earlier and it is hilarious but for those who haven't seen it it's it's so it's so 80s it's so late 80s early 90s it just the, i didn't even honestly care about the the haunted house portion of it you know i did i liked it but but you know you, they've done that a million times but what's unique about this movie is that it's it's just it's done like it was recorded on vhs um, on the long record option where it's just bad quality and it's just a whole bunch of made up commercials and you know a made up broadcast and it, it's 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 very well done it's very funny and it'll bring you all the way back to what tv looked like in the late 80s or in the early 90s if you were around watching tv at that time and so honestly that one that one was fun just for that reason not a 2b that one's on that one's on shutter 
and maybe some other services. But uh, but anyway, so there you go. Those are my two that I wanted to shine an extra little light on. Well, the next thing that we're going to talk about is just the movie of the hour, which is When a Killer Calls. Yes. Um, so to kind of give the background of this movie, um, it's cheesy. It's a bargain basement version of When a Stranger Calls, but there's things that charmed me about it. The first one is the main actress. Her name is Rebecca Roshan, I believe. She is an actress that is in a lot of very funny movies. She's a great comedian, um, or, oh, she's a great comedic actress. Mm-hmm. Um, were you there when we were having a group watch of that Bat movie? Um, I think it was called like a Bat Out of Hell or something. I must have missed that one. Let me give you the background of how I, or just the, how this movie connects to everybody in the server. So me and a couple of Discordians were watching this film on TV called Bad Out of Hell or Like a Bad Out of Hell, I can't remember. And there was a man in the film who happened to be quite good looking. And there were some ladies who made some very interesting remarks about this man. And I said, well, you know, he's in this movie called Eating Out and you see him naked. <laughs> so we had to watch it. <laughs> And the Eating Out series is like four movies. Um, and the actress in When a Killer Calls is the main actress in all of these four movies. Uh, and she's hilarious. So number one, that's why I wanted to watch it. But this, the first time I actually watched it, because um, it came out in 2005, I believe. I was a junior in high school and I was actually babysitting when I watched it. Uh, I rented a movie, it was that one. And so, it had a little bit more of a creep factor than it normally would have if I would have watched it just today. Right. Um, but I remember it because... I did have a laugh when I looked through the names of the movies that she's in. <laughs> yeah. I, I did see all the eating out <laughs> movies. <laughs> yeah, those movies are funny. I won't subject you to watching those, though. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, well, the things that stuck out with me were... It was a little savage in terms of just like how many kids are just killed in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like in a B movie kind of way, not in a Saw kind of way. Right. Um, and it was. It, it wasn't gratuitous, and it was also kids we didn't know in, uh, for the most part. For the most part. Yeah. You know, a lot of them, it was like, you know, like we mentioned earlier, it wasn't like, hey, root for this child for an hour and a half and then watch him die. Yeah. <laughs> It was also funny because what did your daughter say about the main actress? <laughs> yeah, she walked in and she goes, uh, <laughs> what did she say? She said, uh, she's not that pretty, but she's a nice person though. And I don't like her pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, her <laughs> so watching this movie, I told myself, this is what girls in 2005 were wearing in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hip huggers, the chunky thick pink belts uh was she wearing uggs i think she was wearing uggs um because i think one of my comments when we were watching it was boots with the fur (laughs) right (laughs) um and then you know it was just i I thought it was interesting she has her boyfriend and her friends come over which by the way have you ever been in that situation where you tell someone they can come over and they bring friends and it's like the worst thing ever we could be the best of friends. And if you bring someone uninvited, that's, that's like sending a text to somebody on like a, a group line with a bunch of other people. Yeah. 
just just don't do it. Watching that was making me so mad because I remember that happening back in the day. I mean, I thought it was charming. It was, of course, cheesy, but it was a good time. And I mentioned, I, I said this last in the last episode, but it's just, it's a great time to spend an October night. <laughs> yes. So I, I, I very much enjoyed the movie. And, you know, I have this soft spot for Tubi's. And, uh, of course, that, that movie came out well before Tubi ever was a thing. It's just that Tubi's holding on to it now. But I'm going to tell you this. The, <laughs> the real horror in that movie is the parents met the babysitter for the first time as they're dashing out the door. And so they're, they don't know her and they've never met her. And as a parent, just negative, <laughs> not, not gonna happen. Oh, you're Trish? Okay, great. Hey, listen. Um, and I think the, the dad even asks her a question like, you weren't planning on having any boys over, were you? Cause no boys tonight or whatever. And I'm, she's like, oh no, of course not. Of course, like 10 minutes later, when, when the killer calls, she, she thinks it's her boyfriend. And she's like, when are you going to get here? So obviously she was already planning to, to have him come over, you know. But uh, <laughs> yeah. that to me was the worst. I was like, no, you're meeting her for the first time as you leave. No. I mean, she did come recommended by a neighboring parent, I guess. So there is some credibility. Maybe yeah. it was a time where those, those feelings were a little laxed. Of course, now, you know, we live in an ultra panic era. But um, what I also think was funny was, you know, <laughs> this is the time when technology started booming. And so there's like a small, like, not a theme, but there's just something in the movie that she's being watched by a hidden camera, but that mm -hmm. camera is not hidden. And when she finds it, I'm like, you didn't notice that big ass thing with the red light in the corner of the room <laughs> the whole time? <laughs> All right. It's yeah. like, it's like mall security. <laughs> she's like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, the camera keeps making this uh, electronic glitch, glitch thing, <laughs> and it's so giant. Uh, I guess they couldn't have they couldn't have imagined the tiny cameras back then. But yeah, that's that's <laughs> funny. I also thought it was funny that Trish, the uh, the babysitter, she's a pretty bad babysitter <laughs> because you know she she came with references, but she definitely didn't plan to bring her A game for that for that night because I think like one of the things the parents say right before they leave is no junk food and no boys and and so i think it's like four seconds later the little girl's like well can i have some ice cream she's like your parents said no junk food and then so she gives her a look and she's like okay but not a word about this to your parents all right <laughs> <So> <laughs> just yeah she basically down. does everything the parents told her not to she has her friends over she gives the girl ice cream and then they're like in bed by nine no arguments and then i think she lets her stay up a little later something like that but um I struggled with the timeline and I think I mentioned it to you when we were watching because uh so the parents leave and then you have that little you have that little clip where it's it's like okay you can have ice cream and so then the parents it shows the parents again and they're maybe having just just down the street or so it appears and then the babysitter Trish and the girl have already put together most of a uh of a very large puzzle and she's, oh, yeah. she's eating it. I'm like, wait a minute, how did all this happen? But you know, those are the things to me that are kind of charming in a way. It's kind of like, okay, that's, that's funny. Yeah. And then the parents die, of course. And I think this is kind of where the movie kind of outshines the other, because I'm not one of those, I just love seeing people dying in movies, but I feel like it worked in this movie. Um, the parents get killed, killers harassing her. Of course, all the friends get killed. Um, and then 
the big shocker, which I actually didn't remember this because I knew the kids in the in the beginning got killed, um, but the little girl she's babysitting actually dies, and mm-hmm. that was pretty ballsy. Yeah, that was that was pretty rough because you knew her. I mean, a little bit. You got to see her eat ice cream, but it, it wasn't like the other <laughs> kids at the end that I mean, at the beginning that you had not been introduced to. So yeah, it was. That was uh, that was sort of bold, and and I can see they tried to do some bold things with the movie. Yeah, because spoiler alert, sorry, but it's been yeah about 40 years. And when a stranger calls, the, um, the kids die in the, in the beginning, but you don't ever see them. Um, mm-hmm. It was just shocking because the killer keeps saying, have you checked the children? And she never checks them. <laughs> and then um, I don't remember if it's the police that find them or if she finds them, but basically they're, they're dead. So um, they were dead the whole time, even when he was asking her to check them? Yes, I believe so. All I know is you don't ever see the kids because when she gets there, they're in bed already. Um, no. But um, final thoughts of, of when a killer calls, would you recommend it to anybody? I think I would. I think I would. I think they, uh, I think they, you'd have, to, you'd have to get somebody who appreciates the Tubi style. You know, if, if you got somebody who was like, oh yeah, I loved Abraham Lincoln zombie killer or <laughs> whatever, then I'd be like, okay, well, listen, I've got some more knockoffs for you. What, what was the net? You said Asylum, is that the name of the, the company? Yeah. 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 You know, and, and that's the thing is this makes a good to me, it makes a good party watch. But group watching it, party watching it, I think it's I think it's a good one for that. Yeah, I think it's a good movie for um a lot of our friends that are into horror that don't necessarily require a top-notch budget. But also, um, you know, I have nieces and nephews that are always coming over, they're like 10 and 11. They always want to watch scary movies. And I think this is something that is entertaining for them because it is kind of sloppy and entertaining and you know kids love that stuff and it's not scary enough to be like oh don't show them that you know there's no there's no excessive gore there's no sex Mm -hmm. i don't think there's sex um oh my god there is no there's yeah yeah, at the end um you know it's it to me it's i I don't mean it to sound mean, but it's kind of like the immature horror fan. Yeah, right. I know. When the killer calls is the second plot we have buried in our cemetery. Before the gates closed, I did want to mention you just saw Resident Evil. I just saw Resident Evil. But when you mentioned it, you know, a lot of these movies are coming, that we're talking about are coming from the 90s. Um, and then, you know, they're super old ones. But when we saw them kind of young, me much younger than you, but, you know, just back in the day. Um, a little, a little younger. Let's, let's be clear, audience. I mean, it's, it's a whole generation. But, um, <laughs> you know, when I saw Resident Evil, I remember my sister took me for my birthday because my sister's older than me um, by nine years. And she knew when I first started liking scary movies, I couldn't go in by myself. So she used to be the, the adult that would take me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, it kind of brings me to what our next episode is going to be when we talk about movies that we saw and that scared us as kids. Yes. So I'm thinking we're going to have, because next episode is going to be around Halloween. So we're going to actually watch our official Halloween movie and talk about it. We don't know what it is yet but it's going to be something that scared us both as kids. We'll give it a revisit. We'll talk about it as well as other films that have scared the pants out of us when we were little. Yes. Can't wait. Yes. And I'll bear my soul to the world and tell you what actually scared me. Yes. Showgirls. But (laughs) 
at this time, the gates are closing. So with not much else to say, um, we I just created a new Facebook page for us. So you can find us at facebook.com slash Drew and Mikey's Scary Cemetery, all spelled out, not the and symbol, but actually A-N-D. Um, so you can find us there. I don't really know what pages do yet, so like it or something, and I don't know if it's interactive, but we'll see. Um, but till then, this is Mikey. And Drew. And oh, I wish I could think of something that ended with boo because it rhymes with your name, but I can't think of anything. So have a spooky week and we'll see you later. See you guys. Bye. <laughs>